Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. Welcome to E-Commerce Conversations by Practical E-Commerce. I'm Kerry Murdoch. Physical brick-and-mortar retailers market products with end caps and special placements within an aisle, where retailers are typically paid for those promotions by wholesale providers. E-commerce merchants can now do similar merchandising and receive similar payments from a new ad platform. The platform is from Digipop and its founder and CEO, G. Kim, is with us today. Well, gee, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Kerry. Gee, your company, Digipop, is an innovative marketing company that could appeal to e-commerce merchants. Our listeners, of course, are e-commerce merchants. My first question for you today is, what is Digipop? Digipop is a monetization company that helps online retailers essentially build an advertising monetization strategy for their business. So they can actually add high-margin uh, advertising revenue into their business model, which uh, a lot of your major retailers like Amazon, Walmart, uh, CVS, and, and lots of other big-box uh, retailers have actually implemented over the past several years. So being a mid-sized retailer doesn't prevent you from doing similar monetization strategies. There are solution providers and service providers like us that can help them get a monetization strategy off the ground for those retailers. How does it work exactly? Uh, say I'm, an, I'm a smaller merchant and I'm using a hosted shopping cart platform. How does, when you say monetization, so you're, you're referring to running ads, I would run ads from your platform on my site. Would just kind of walk us through the details of all of that, if you would, Absolutely. please. Yeah. So, so there's two pieces of, of, of monetization that we offer. Um, the plain and simple is just you know, running banner ads around your site, whether it's on the top sides or the bottom, and being able to run uh, non-endemic, non-competing advertisers, tapping into you know, some of the telecommunications brands like AT&T, Wireless, and T-Mobile, and Verizon's, um, which your typical publishers online get access to. Um, and so that's a, a real easy way to just um, tap into those brand dollars and become a standard publisher. And then the second piece of it, which is a little more complicated, is our platform solution. Essentially, that allows um, any online retailer to take their online store and convert uh, a product placement into a paid product placement. 
so you know that's the core of what we focus on with the Digipop platform is that this platform can allow any online retailer um, to do what's being done in a physical store setting, right? If you go into a store and you yeah, you go in and you see the end caps. Uh, that is a paid placement uh, between a vendor and, and the retailer. And what we want to do is provide any online retailer with the tools and the abilities to actually take a placement and and turn it into a paid spot, um, and then ultimately allow this system to actually uh, manipulate a product placement based on uh, a vendor uh, and a brand who's willing to pay for that spot. So is that placement? Is that placement from search results? Is it from faceted navigation? Is it all of the above? It is um, essentially all of the above. So what we have is a you know a platform that allows uh, any of these online retailers to to customize that program. So if they want to run it on a on a home page, they can they can create a spot, and we can actually template and create uh, a placement for them um, using our system. And then they can put all the rules uh, in place. You know, Typically on a home page, they're going to allow anybody to actually, any brand to actually promote that product. But then on a deeper, deeper, more targeted page, like a search results page or a, a subcategory page, let's take um, diapers as an example. If uh, somebody's actually searching for diapers on a retail site, or they're going into the navigation page of diapers, um, the retailer typically wants to have some relevancy of what's actually showing. So our system can actually customize that spot so that if we're turning a spot on any of those more targeted placements, we can control who has access to push a product into that slot. So in that scenario with the diapers uh, pages, we can control um, it so that only diaper manufacturers have the opportunity to pay to push those uh, relevant diaper products into that uh, into that section. Does that make sense? It does. Uh, so let's say a merchant has a its own site, his or her own site search right now. Yep. So would the merchant continue using their site search, or would it be a your site search product? Yeah, so we're not in the game of being a search provider. We are, uh, essentially, you could think of us as a, um, a decisioning engine that's built for advertising and or an ad-serving solution. So depending on how a retailer actually implements our solution, we do have two ways of implementation. And, you know, the simple implementation would be to take um, and create a, a simple ad place and taking our ad tags and, and dropping our ad tags into their site. Um, the other way of doing it is more seamless, and we have another way of doing it that's tagless, which we can actually create uh, web services directly into those existing e-commerce systems or search systems. So you know, what we do is manipulate what is a result on that search results page or on that home page by passing um, the appropriate product information to the existing e-commerce system or search system based on who's paying for it. And the ads are all banner ads. Yeah, so the executions, uh, again, the two pieces of advertising options are, you know, a banner, non-endemic, right, getting the Verizon to run on my clothing site, which is not competitive to us, 
but then the core uh, Digipop platform, uh, as far as who's running in that spot, uh, that is more of a product placement. So if it's tag integration, what we do is we create a, a, a dynamic ad tag that will replicate um, how the site showcases a product and and our our ad for a product ad would look very much similar to like just standard product listing um, and then if they go tagless um, with the integration um, it looks exactly like the site is today with just the product listings in the in the latter example that you just cited not not the example of say the Verizon but the latter example does the merchant come up with the banners and the advertisers? Does the merchant do that, or do you guys do that? So, I mean, it's really a collaboration effort at that point. If uh, a retailer states, we definitely want to move ahead, it's all custom. I mean, we have the ability to customize any looking feel of a particular spot. So what we will typically do is, while we're setting up and building and strategizing on uh, the types of ad placements that are available to their vendor community. Um, what we'll do is we'll define the spots, and then from there what we will do is we'll customize the, the look and feel of, of that product ad or, or promotional spot. So it, it typically will be you know, deep collaboration with those merchants, and you know they probably have a good guideline of what um, and how that ad will look. What's the destination URL for a banner ad is it is it within a merchant site is it like to a product page of the merchant site or does is the destination does it send the visitor to another site so again there's there's the two pieces of monetization the monetization of uh, just using banner ads to get the Verizons to you know spend some brand dollars on the site those are you know clicking out to those advertisers and those sites Right. But then the platform play, um, and typically what I call this is inside the frame, right? So that's within the shelves. That is uh, within a walled garden approach. So what we will do is typically it's I'm a diapers advertiser or brand. I'm buying my product listing into that spot, and that will actually click back into my product page within that store. So that click will actually stay within the store. And the goal there is really a shopper marketing mentality where we are asking the vendors to influence um, where they're placing their products so that they have a better chance of getting a higher conversion and getting those consumers to buy their branded products as, uh, as opposed to others. In the example that you cite there, G of the diapers, would you expect the diaper manufacturer to pay for that listing? Absolutely. Okay. On a per click, like on a per click, they would pay? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, our, our platform, again, uh, you know, we will customize the placement. And from there, it really depends on um, what the retailer wants. Do they want to charge the vendor on a cost per click? Do they want to charge them on a CPM, cost per thousand? Or do they want to charge them on a, on a flat fee? Is it a weekly sp uh, spot? Is it a monthly spot? Our system has the ability to customize based on the, the rate types as well. And um, that's, that, that flexibility is, is available to each retailer. In the example of, of the visitor stays on the merchant site, the diaper example that we're 
discussing here. What do you see? Is there a range of click-through prices that you see for for what a merchant could make there? It really depends on the retailer and the merchants. Um, it, you know, we we're making we're doing custom modeling for lots of the retailers that we talked to today, and you know I, I would say that for if you're a leading retailer, um, it, it's going to vary. It's going to vary based on the number of those pages, the number of visitors you get to your site, um, and then the amount of dollars that you will charge um, to your vendor community. So it, that that range is definitely going to vary site by site, um, depending on the, all of those those data sets. What's a low and high price that you've? What's the lowest you've seen and the highest you've seen on your platform in that scenario? We've seen things, and you know, these are these are we're pretty early. We don't have uh, a dozen retailers using the system, but we've seen things like, you know, uh, as high as you know, double-digit CPMs to you know, uh, click-through rates of uh, you know five percent. So uh, there's different types of metrics that we do see, and then a lot of other advertisers or retailers actually are going to price it on a flat fee. So depending on what spot and the duration of of time that they're going to offer to their vendors? It could be as low as you know a couple hundred dollars per spot per week, to as high as you know twenty five hundred to ten thousand per month for a product spot. So again, it really depends on um, how much traffic you get to the site and how big of a retailer you are. How much of that does your firm keep? Our um, revenue model is essentially. Um, a share of the dollars. Uh, I think that's what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, again, that's really going to be based on how big the retailer is. Um, so our typical, you know, revenue share that we want, I mean, it's, it's a small percentage. And, you know, I don't want to give specific numbers because it's really depending on how big the retailer is and how much effort we have to put forward. So, um that range is, you know, it's anywhere from the low uh, double digits to, you know, the somewhere in the definitely less than 50-50. Typically, the retailer would make the majority of those ad dollars uh, for their share. Gee, uh, there are retailers listening to this. There are merchants listening to this that buy products, I suspect, buy products from lots of suppliers and depending on their volume, they're probably getting some co-op advertising dollars based on those purchases. Absolutely. So does your does your platform qualify for co-op dollars for those merchants? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the reason we built this solution is for these merchants. We've talked to dozens of, of online teams at these major retail organizations, and... You know, I got an example of one major retailer who, you know, they they have merchants in certain categories. They're doing extremely well, and you know, and, and then I asked them, what are they selling? Um, how are they structuring these programs? What space do they offer, and what's the rate card? And the answer that I typically get is, he can do whatever he wants. He can sell, and he's doing really well. He kind of gives them this sometimes. He kind of gives them that sometimes. He gives them 
inclusion into a product listing and sometimes on the home page or the category page. Um, it's a wild, wild west for most merchants and most retailers. Um, .com is not structured, right? And, and if you look at that and you compare that to a retailer who's been selling the circular programs, that circular program is extremely organized and structured, right? And so we believe that with the shift in how consumers are actually shopping today, um, the shift in how consumers are influenced by .com and particularly the online retailer's website, um, we think that merchandising on these major retail sites and even the mid-tier sites is not that good. And, you know, what we're trying to do is create that same merchandising that happens in the store, right? You see lots of brands, you see lots of promotional opportunities in the store, but you don't see that happening as well online and on these online retail storefronts because there's lack of organization. What we want to do with our platform is to give these merchants the tool sets and the technology to be able to organize this space. And, you know, with these on-demand platforms like ours to be able to turn on and organize and sell this space to the vendor community, resulting in better marketing and merchandising, which results in better sales and, and also a nice you know, revenue stream for these merchants as well. Let's shift gears just for a sec here. Jeep, let's talk about um, let's talk about you and your and yeah. you're the founder of this company. Tell us a little about your background, how you how you came to found Digipop and where you're located. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so I, I've been in the digital media space for 16 years, and most of my time was working for you know, ad agencies and and uh, ad networks. So the majority of my time in this market and this digital space is in the advertising side. And, you know, I sold banner ads in, with largest ad networks on the planet. And you know, if you look at the banner ad business, you take a banner ad which gets the worst click-through rate on the planet, and then you t try to take that model and shove it into a retail setting. I felt that that was the wrong execution. And so I built Digipop to be able to create an advertising program that is focused on product and product placement. When did you launch it? I joined an incubator called Beta Spring here in Providence in 2009, and at the end of that uh, incubation uh, project, we were uh, we launched an alpha version of it in June, July, July or August of 2009, and we've essentially uh, overhauled this entire backend system over the last. Uh, year and a half uh, to be enterprise grade. So we relaunched last summer, um, and then we're continuing to build more um, UI functionality and, and bells and whistles into the platform. So. You say Providence, Providence, Rhode Island. That's right. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts for our listeners? We have just uh, another minute or two left here. My thing that I'd love for merchants to consider is, is monetization. Um, I think that one of the key things that online retailers should look at is a monetization program. Um, and, and if you look at you know, the modeling that we do for a lot of our retailer partners that we're talking to today, um, you have the ability as a merchant to add a very high margin revenue stream for the company 
And in essence, essentially what it boils down to is it can increase your bottom line by as much as 15% um, to your bottom line in a given year. You compare that to what other programs that exist today to help you increase your business in a calendar year, and typically, you know, most of those other programs will only give you single-digit increases. So I stress the importance of, of building a monetization program because it has huge impact on your financials in a given calendar year. Okay. Well, for purposes of our listeners, we've been visiting with G. Kim. G. is the founder and CEO of Digipop. That's digipop.com. Let me spell that. That's D as in David, I, J, I, P, O, P, digipop.com. It's an innovative marketing program to monetize visitors and direct visitors on a website to desired product pages. And G. Kim, the founder and CEO of Digipop, we want to thank you for your time today, sir. Thank you, Kerry. Appreciate appreciate the opportunity. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.